Welcome to episode 130 of the Thunder Underground podcast. My name's Trent. I'm joined by Jason. And this week, we've got both Sean's from Child Bite. That's right. Two Sean's from a badass band. Yes. It's been a been a while coming. We saw them live as part of the Caught Up in the Gears application tour that Superjoint was putting on. Seen them twice now in the past few months. Yes. And got to talk to him through the Oklahoma City stop here back in May. So glad to get this one out here finally. Yeah, yeah. You know, we, we've had a, a busy uh, a busy May and June with the podcasts, and we kind of were stacked up a little bit, and we're glad to finally get this one out. This this one to me is great. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite ones we've done. Uh, these guys were just super fucking everything. <laughs> you know, they were great. So um, really excited to get this one going. Yeah, we'll talk about them here in a bit before we get into that. But before we do, let's talk about a couple other things. Yes. Rancid. Yes. The brand new album came out just this past week. It's called Troublemaker. Yeah. We're both fans of this band for quite a long time since, you know, the mid-90s. I know you kind of stuck with them a little longer than I did. I kind of, you know, lost track for a bit, but came back in the last five or six years and really got gung-ho about him again and then finally got to see him live again because it hadn't been yes. since the 90s and when we saw him at Riot Fest the year before last that was just spectacular so it's great to finally get a new album because it's been what 2014 since I the think last so one? yeah yeah and this one's I can't I forgot what that last one was called um, it's not let the, the let the dominoes that was several years ago let the dominoes fall but Anyway. God, you're right. What yeah. was the last? I'm I can ter- picture it. It's green. I'm a terrible Rancid fan. <laughs> it's green, right? It says it's like. Yes. Something with honor in the title, maybe. Honor is all we know. There we go. Jeez. You know, it's funny <laughs> when when a band have, puts out so much stuff. It, it, it's not. We don't, we're not forgetting this stuff because we don't listen to it. It's just, you know, when you listen to all the stuff that we do, it just gets jumbled up sometimes, you know? Right. Well, my first impression was I like this better than the last couple albums. Really? You know, and I've only gone through it a couple times now. I know you've listened to it a lot more. But, you know, when it when it started, the first few songs, I thought, well, this is cool. But it wasn't just, like, jumping out at me. But once it got going, once you got four or five songs in, when, where I'm going, and then just from there on out. Yeah. Like, everything, just every song to me was memorable. Farewell Lola Blue is amazing. Yeah. Um, the Bover Rock and Roll. I mean, that's... That's something to me. That's kind of a vibe. I don't know that I've ever heard Rancid do. They kind of, they kind of went a little bit outside of their punk thing and went to more of like a classic rock, maybe a glitter rock seventies thing. <laughs> like I was listening to the song and I thought, man, nineteen seventy four Kiss would be proud of this. Holy crap! That's what I was gonna say. Well, oh, sorry. Well, <laughs> not seventy four. I was gonna say it sounded like Kiss. Yeah, I mean, and it's I wonder just, if you thought that. And, and it was like, it, it, you know, and not, not you know, animalized you know, hot in the shade kiss, like first couple of albums, just classic feel good rock and roll kiss. And, and I, you know, but you know, they, it didn't sound corny or it didn't sound like it wasn't them. You know, they, they did. It, it was just really cool to hear that. Yeah. And, and it shows, you know, after what, 25, 30 years, these guys have been around, you know, they can still, still throw you a curveball, Right. So, well, I got the blues again is a great track. That's a good song, yeah. yeah. Say goodbye to our heroes is really cool. That's right. Our punk rock heroes. Yeah. I kept a promise. Go on, rise up, the final track. This 
It's just, you know, it's what, like 15, 17 tracks or something, but yeah. it's rancid. So, you know, that's the equivalent of eight or nine from a normal rock band, I yeah. guess. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's totally worth a listen if you ever like these guys. I oh, think. man. I mean, the, the, these guys can't write a bad song, you know? There might be vibes or, you know, certain songs that you like better than others, but nothing sucks from these guys. Yeah, and it's just, I've always loved his voice, how it just sounds. I don't know how to say this. I sound dorky. It just sounds pure. Mm-hmm. Yep. It just sounds like punk rock should. Like exactly. If, to me, it doesn't sound like fake punk voice, like <laughs> Green Day or someone like that. You know, it sounds real. Yeah. You know? It doesn't sound like a put on. It, I mean, that's the best way I can say it. And I just always loved it. And I love, obviously, we've talked about before, the Tim Time Bonds, his solo oh, stuff that's acoustic and yeah, just laid back. It's just amazing to listen to as well go check out tim time bomb just look it up yeah you'll thank us later right <laughs> hopefully these guys go on an extended tour every time they do it's like and it comes in this area of the country i tend to miss it because something's going on but yeah well so. you know they're touring the summer of dropkick murphy's oh that's God, right i You're wish it would right, come yeah. anywhere around here but it's not that's right you know but hey what do you do maybe once that's over they'll do another headline yeah. run Oh yeah, if they uh, if they come to Dallas or something, I'm there. Yeah, I mean for sure. Well, what else do we got? We want to play some music. Yes, let's do that. This is a band called Goat Bong, out of San Antonio, Texas. Nice. I was just about to ask you where they're from. <laughs> and this song is called "Aspire in the Mist."
Aspire in the Mist from Goat Bong. That's from the EP Drudge, Dregs, and Degradation. There you go. Great title, by the way. A wonderful title. And one of the best fucking band names I've ever heard in my life. That's true. I mean, really. Yeah. And the thing is, before you heard that song or any of their songs, you know what kind of music, (laughs) probably what kind of music you're going to hear whenever you hear that title. Exactly. And sure enough, they lived up to the Goat Bong moniker. they did. This is a great. Well, I say tune. they. We got to point out this is one guy. Yes. Yeah, that's right. This is a one-man band. At like I said, out of San Antonio, he does all the instruments. Obviously, it's instrumental. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what were your first? Uh, you know, I I, I kind of got a little bit of a sometimes a Doors thing, a typo negative thing going on. Yeah. But then you know there were darker elements going on too. So. Yeah, those uh, that organ kind of thing. Yeah. Really played into that and i felt like it's like yeah if john lord and the truck fighters did a bunch of acid in 1968 you know that beats my description you win i don't know they're gonna like that too by the way (laughs) it's got that real that fuzzy guitar sound like the truck fighters have that's right and but then it's also like you said got that kind of throwback feel that you would feel with the doors but it's got that really cool organ solo in there you know that reminds me of something like john lord and it's got a really cool guitar solo after that. Yeah. It's just cool. Check out. They've got two EPs up now, and they're both on Bandcamp. You know, get on Bandcamp, search Goat Bong. That's right. Follow these guys. They're also on Facebook. Look out. Do it. All right. Well, Child Bite. Like we said earlier, they're part of this uh, Gears of Application tour that Super Joint put on with, with Battlecross and them. We caught it. Early in the year in January in Fayetteville. Yes. Then we caught it again here back in May in Oklahoma City. Go back and check out podcast we had with Stephen Taylor from Superjoint from one of those shows. And we had... Jimmy Bauer. <laughs> yeah. I almost went to Battlecross, but I forgot. Yeah. Jimmy fucking Bauer. That's right. <laughs> from Superjoint. And of course... <laughs> All the other work, you know, we that you and us love him from. And then, of course, we had Gumby from Battlecross as well. So go back, check all that out. But the point here is, Child Bite, if you do not know them, first thing you need to do is look these guys up. Yes. If you like metal and punk, kind of mix all that stuff together, and you get this somewhere in between everything band, which is Child Bite. Exactly. It's like, how do you? How would you describe this to someone? I don't um, know. I don't know. I hate using, you know, I hate using bands. I, right. I, I really just like, yeah. I think, and he, uh, Sean Knight, kind of said it in this interview. Is, you know, for for broad generalization, is they're kind of the punk band on a metal tour. Yeah. But they're not. You know, it's just. They're not punk in the sense that people think punk. You know. Yeah. They're just. But see. What I'm doing, I'm stammering right now, but, you know, that's, maybe that's a good thing if you can't be, if it's hard to describe or hard to categorize, you know, but you're still, you're still getting it done. That's, that's pretty cool. Definitely. You know, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's manic, it's, it's, it's kind of avant-garde, you know, dissident kind of stuff, but at the same time, it slams and it's riffs and it's energy and it's passion, and you just, 
this is a, a perfect band to see. I mean, you want to see all bands live. We know this, you know, that's been said a million times, but you've got to see this band live to really get it. I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen. And it's just, it's manic in, in the best way. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that the live thing is what really puts these guys over the top. Yeah. And you just get really get a sense of what they're doing, what their music is about. And then, like you said, you don't know what to expect. And if you've never seen them, you know, they're up there, you know, tuning the guitars, making sure everything's good. Yeah. Little quick sound, rolling sound check type thing. And then you think, you know, you're looking down at your phone or something. And then in that split second, boom, <laughs> this show just started. And Sean Knight's like screaming his ass off yeah. your face. Like that's how quick it changes. And it's like, it's just really cool to see. Exactly. Huh? Exactly. It was a, uh, you know, I, their latest album is called Negative Noise. Go get it. It's it's amazing. Um, I, I just really like, you know, what these guys are doing. It, it's it's just, you know, it, it, it'll make, you know, it, if it'll make a Five Finger Death Punch fan scratch their head, that's a fucking great thing to me. <laughs> and, I mean, that's just something I'm on board with 110 fucking percent. So, <laughs> right. I mean, ju- just, just check these guys out and... It was so cool to talk to him. So, yeah, I mean, there you go. Well, yeah, one of the things we talked about was, like, how cool the the mix of these three bands was oh, on this yeah. tour. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, the, all the crowds are loving it, you know, even though each thing's different. Yeah. It, it's all translating perfectly. Yeah, that's the thing to point out is that even though they're a little bit different than what a lot of your standard super joint of Battlecross fans might listen to, yeah, everybody was still into it. And, right. you know, at least the two shows we saw... They got a great reaction, which is great. Yeah. Well, check us out online at thethonunderground.com, Facebook backslash thethonunderground. Listen to us every Monday night on 1027wsnr.com. And, of course, on soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground. Of course. Well, let's get into this. Sean Clancy and Sean Knight. I I think that we need to roll the beautiful bean footage. And you never know, yeah, like on this tour we play places that are like, whatever, way smaller than this, or some places that are at least the same size, you know, or whatever, and whatever. Sometimes there's a bunch of people, sometimes there's not. It's different everywhere you go, you know? Depends what day of the week it is, or how big of fans there are, and whatever town. Yeah. Well, speaking of this tour, I mean, this is a really strong bill about three bands that have totally different styles from each other. Yeah, you know, talk about how how's the crowd response been from fans that you guys that might not have known you guys before. It's been cool, all. man. I mean, uh, we've had the privilege to play in front of Phil's audience before with Superjoint and a couple of Run Run with Down. Um, and when we first started doing stuff with Housecore uh, and with Phil's bands, like uh, you know, we we didn't know because we're kind of weirder band, a little harder pill to swallow, you know, to a certain extent. Uh, so we didn't know, and but it's been awesome, man. We've been, I feel fully embraced, you know, and like uh, we are sort of the 
sort of used to being the black sheep on any kind of bill anyways because we sort of like have like bring in a cross section of different uh, influences so it's not like we're a thrash band or we're a punk band you know like so we you know we, we've tried to we cast a broad net but it also is sometimes confusing but despite that it's been pretty awesome and, and being on tour with Battlecross and, and Superjoint it's nice to have like guys like in the same area but like doing something different you know so it's not like you're hit with like three of the same fucking thing like you know in a row you know what I mean so that's cool I like that um, that's more interesting to me as a fan so and I feel like it's been translating yeah it can be kind of exhausting going to a show where all the bands in the bill sound like relatively the same you're just like you know. it kind of takes away a little bit of the impact when you get to like the big headliner you know, <laughs> right. you know, I've already heard yeah. 17 other bands that are just as brutal as you guys <laughs> um, so I don't know yeah but it's totally been interesting we you know even though we're consider ourselves a little harder to pin down we do tend to if you wanted to generalize it we tend to be the punk band on the metal show in it to yeah. an extent right. and but i think the uh the uh the energy and the volume kind of ends up translating to everybody and we always were kind of like i don't know how this is gonna go over with people and uh, you know for every whatever megadeth patch you got a black flag patch you know or type of thing you know or every slayer patch you got a dead kennedy's patch so a lot of people are Possibly more open-minded than we give them credit for, yeah. and, uh, and 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 people tend to be pretty stoked about it. So yeah, no no complaints. Well, yeah, we had a buddy that the show in Arkansas that he's just he's straight thrash, straight metal, and when he when he went and saw you guys, when he went and saw this bill, your band was all he could talk about. Oh, dude, that's great. I mean, so that's <laughs> in that that diverse. You know, you don't see that. You you saw it a long time ago, so it's good to see it. You don't see it as much, you know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, awesome. no, that's good. To we hear. just need more of that guy. Yeah. You yeah, need yeah. more of your buddy, <laughs> man. He needs to start guy. breeding. Right. Defensively. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll let him know. Tell him we'll to let, let it know. rip, man. Yeah. <laughs> we got records to sell. Yeah. That's right. We got, that's a, right. we got a multiplicity that you fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, a cool documentary. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of house core, did you guys like submit to them or did they discover you somehow? Or? It's a weird. Uh, uh, connection that happened that um i i've been friends with phil's fiance from way back in the day when we were kids and um high school kids and uh we were friends back then lost touch of each other and then i i was starting i do a lot of graphic design like i do our artwork and, and a lot of the house core and super joint art and shit like that and other bands and blah 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 and uh she had uh, saw that i was doing a bunch of art stuff like I think through Facebook we connected however many years back. She's like, oh, I should get you to do some stuff for Phil. And I was like, all right. And we'd do like a, did like Arson Anthem poster and did some like Phil and the Illegals artwork. And um, so basically that was, that ball was already kind of rolling, but I was like, I don't know if he'd be into this. Again, like I underestimated the uh, breadth of his interests music wise and was kind of like i don't know if he'd even be into what we're doing but then we were made a i'll make this quick we were joking around one day on tour about uh the band ac or is it okay to say oh, yeah. anal cunt yeah. on this yeah, radio right. show yeah. and um uh we, we saw somebody with an ac patch and i grew up listening to that stuff and and we were just kind of joking about, oh it'd be funny to make a cb version of that logo or whatever and then we we tend to take our terrible jokes to the furthest extent and we're like oh what if we make a real project out of this and learn some songs and cover it and put it out blah 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 
long story short, we did that, but we were like, well, who should we get to be our guest vocalist on this thing since it's not totally my vocal style? And I'm remembering that Phil used to do a bunch of stuff with Anal Cotton back in the 90s and vice versa. He'd have his, their singer on Pantera record, and he'd be on their record doing backup vocals around the mid-90s. And I was like, well, I got a way of getting this in the hands of like the guy that'd be the ultimate like guest vocalist and we shouldn't fucking plan on it happening because it probably won't but let's try and lo and behold it did work out and he was he heard our versions and he was like yeah let's do it and, uh, and so we were blown sort of, away yeah and that sort of kicked off you know Sean doing the artwork yeah then we threw the Hail Mary of like want to do this anal cunt thing you know and then he was like yeah and then that that turned into I like you guys I'll put out some of your original records you know what I mean and it just sort of went from there we even then I'd, lo- I'd love to have been there when he first was checking it out I was like Kate was probably like hey do you want to put out some other child by stuff and he's like oh yeah that band that does the grindcore or yeah. whatever blah blah the anal cut sounding band okay yeah, let me check it out like, what the fuck is this you know, this is not what I expected you know because that was totally outside of our usual yeah with the anal cut thing was weird for us as it was for, yeah, yeah. you know like yeah just just a weird thing that we were just like, let's just do it. An anomaly. <laughs> yes. And uh, but yeah, but he ended up being really into it and like digging the um the I don't know the aspects of the the black flagisms and whatnot that he found in our music uh, spoke to him on that level. And like you said, like you don't see a lot of bands doing that kind of stuff nowadays, anyways. So uh, yeah, so he was into it. We went in, and, yeah. And, so that latest record we recorded. And this was over it. the course of like three or four years. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like. And our band, like, has changed sound over the years, so, like, it only, more recently, we started getting more heavy, like, maybe in the last five years, six years, or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it was all very, like, a long, just sort of, like, the relationship built over time, you know what I mean? Like, just from weird circumstances, you know? I mean, it's just like anything, man, you know? Like, all these bands are out here doing shit DIY, working their asses off, and then it's like you just get one little cool little break that helps you do something else that's, like, a little maybe elevated at a certain extent you know what I mean because like, so, we've been going pretty hard for years doing DIY stuff but yeah yeah well uh I don't know you guys might have heard this question a lot but I the name where did that come from how did that come up yeah the name is it's tricky man it was a yeah spoiler alert there wasn't some grand meaning behind child bite <laughs> right but it was basically what it was is we um uh, all the guys in the band at the time came up with a handful of names that they liked. This is all was done. This process was created out of my disdain for having to sit down and, and, and actually work something out with people and have to have a conversation. I was like, ah, this is going to be terrible. We're going to fight about it. It's going to be annoying. But we're going to have to like come to a meeting of the minds. Ugh. It's like, instead, let's figure out some way that we don't even have to be responsible for it. So we each came up with different names and then compiled those onto one list or a ballot, perhaps. And, uh, and then sent that to a bunch of friends that we, like, respected their opinion, creative people that are active in the music world, and had them rank them all. And then just sent it back to us, and at the top of the list was Child Bible. Okay, that's the name. <laughs> and then we've continued to use that here and there throughout the years for like naming records things like that sometimes we'll like have our own little internal uh uh vote ranking little, yeah thing. yeah a little vote and, and everybody in the band are picking different album names and and just figure stuff out so it's it's not a bad way to come up with a 
a uh, answer for a difficult question when you uh yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's like every name's been taken now. So yeah, it is tough. Know. Naming a band is <laughs> potentially the worst part of being in a band. Yeah, that's bad. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah, no. I see. I I wasn't there for the process. I came in about a year after the mm-hmm. band was already formed. So I was like, and I liked the band name. So I was like, it was everything was easy for me. Yeah, it was good to walk into a band called Child Bite. Felt good. I was in. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I, I think everybody's still happy with it. So it works. Yeah. It still works, even though the band has changed. But um, so we're I guess we're lucky you know could have could have gone bad but yeah it's it's terrible anytime you're coming up with a band anybody out there that's been you know starting a band you everything sounds stupid you know <laughs> it just like it is because it's it, it, there's so much pressure on it and it's a new thing you know right and then you think of like other bands like like again I'll bring up the band that I name dropped earlier Metallica like. Yeah. It's not that cool of a name. <laughs> it's like spelled well, kind of cheesy. And like, yeah, I mean, just like, like or like Megadeth. Yeah. It's spelled without an A. Yeah. Like if somebody, like if Megadeth never existed, and like right now the four of us were like, right, let's come up with a name for our band. Like I'm thinking, I'm thinking Megadeth, but like, no A. And you guys are like, dude, that is the stupidest shit ever. Seriously, right? Yeah. I mean, I like Megadeth, but I mean. But no, you got a point, because probably back then it sounded, it sounded all right, but right, now, right. nowadays when you've gone over every band and all right. the stuff... And it's but what's, like, oh, but what's interesting, though, is that you don't think about it, though. Yeah. Like, if you're yeah. going to go see Megadeth or you're wearing a Megadeth shirt, you don't even think twice about it. It's like, oh, no, it's fucking Megadeth. It is. It's it cool, is. man. It's you a, know? But you don't go back and, like, analyze it or <laughs> right. whatever. Well, if I told you to name your band Corn, you'd probably tell me to fuck off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, but but no, with a K. Twice yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still don't look it. But where the backwards are. Oh, now we're oh, all right. You got me now. You got me. It's so it's, it's so dumb that it comes full circle and it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. So yeah, I think like, child bite. We could have done worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> put that on our epitaph. Could have done worse. Great. Were you guys sound? Was this something that was a combined thing of? the guys in the band coming together or was it like your vision from the start or how no i mean it's pretty ping-pongy like we it's all pretty open-ended like because we've had a fair amount of member changes over the years so it's really the sound per whatever era is indicative to those members like we if a new guy comes into the band we allow that person into the band like to be a part of what happens because there's no like songwriter like we all write riffs and get ideas or like maybe someone has like a vision or something for like a song or something or but it's all very it's minimal it's not necessarily overarching you know like we talk about like broader stroke stuff but you know it's hard to really you know we're it's where the four of us are com- contributing to, to for sure to the creative process like we sit in a room and we're like time to write a song <laughs> And we look at each other like assholes awkwardly for like 40 minutes until we say, oh, maybe this was cool. You know, and then it kind of like, then you get, you know, it starts to work out. You know what I mean? It's not like an easy process. Not like some guy comes in and goes, here's the fucking bass part. Here's the vocal. The song's done. The structure's, you know, blah, blah, blah. Learn this, learn that. It's very much collaborative. And, and, and we're all into lots of different types of music. So we, you know, we very rarely close the door on any idea. If someone like, seems to have like the gusto at the moment then we let them take the reins you know what i mean yeah, like because yeah. i might not be i might be fucking angry today and have diarrhea and i'm like well let's you know i don't have any ideas so you know yeah. someone else will grab the wheel and like kind of steer the ship you know what yeah. i mean yeah. and uh 
and it's cool. It's awesome. Cause, and then, and it, but it takes some time to like, okay, what is child bite? You know what I mean? Like, you know, to be goofy about it, you know, but to, to an extent is there's, there's some truth there. Like what, you know, like we'll jam on something and be like, yeah, it's cool. But like, it, you know, this is child bite. And then eventually something happens. Someone tweaks the guitar, someone does this. And then it's like, Oh, this is where we were trying to get to. Yeah. This is that new area, you know, and it's not necessarily something that someone already has in their head. We got to find it. You know what I mean? Which is cool. I mean, I like being in a band like that, yeah. you know, but it is a lot of hard work. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Work, you, Cause you got to communicate. You got to yeah. like, you got to, yeah. It's not just me in my bedroom making all the decisions. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, which is, I hate, I don't want to do that. I like being like, I've got limitations and I've, you know, my, whatever, my brain power maxes out to a certain point. So I like having, trusting someone else to pick up the slack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even when there are songs that somebody brings in a couple of riffs and it has a little bit more of an initial direction, it's still very important to get everybody, get everybody's fingers in the pie to make it very much, the, you know, it is a collaborative band. So to make it a, a child bait song. It's important to have everybody touch it on, to some degree because right. what Sean's going to throw in as a bass part to like some like kind of more punk riff that I wrote is going to be totally different than what I would have thought of. Right. You know. So we got to evaluate that. Is this the right call? You know, to make yeah. to you know, or should we lean into this other person's idea? You know what I mean? And then and then we balance that. You know what I mean? We just really just really balance it back and forth. You know, I don't like the way you made this thing sound. It's too whatever i don't know it's too yeah. i don't like that but i want it to go more in this direction and so it's a lot of like letting go of shit you know what i mean like yeah. letting trusting each other and letting go like well i really wanted it to sound like this but it's, it's not going to man you know like right. it's gonna sound like this other thing and it's even if that process is like tough to get over whenever you do get over it we're always super happy yeah in the end no one is generally yeah. upset with a finished product because we don't let it get to that point. We work it until everyone's, like, pretty juiced. You know what I mean? Like, And a lot of times we do things really fast. We write fairly fast. So we try to get that that process crammed down quickly. So it's almost like we don't even have time to worry about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get it done. Get it all figured out. Record it. You know, and move on. Because there's always another song, man. There's always another thing. I mean, we care about what we're doing in the moment. But there's always another song, man just you got that idea didn't happen that time do it next time you know what i mean like if, if we're worried about running ideas we're in the wrong business you know what i mean so well uh <clears throat> comes to lyrics do you have like a notebook or do you have to wait till the music hits and then you just go i usually wait for the music yeah. um okay. i'll keep lists of like words that i'd want to use even just like kind of on a aesthetic level like oh that'd be a cool word to you i haven't utilized that yet maybe that could spur a whole different you know theme or story or whatever keep some lists or, or even just like topics like things i'm thinking of like i should probably write it maybe i'll write a song about that i'd probably have a few ideas yeah. that you know that that wouldn't be too big of a pain in the ass to write about um so it, it's really that but then but i don't have like i'm not like the kind of guy that like has like or I wrote, or here's my fucking poetry jam notebook <laughs> and i'm now i'm gonna shoehorn them into these songs yeah. you know it's more I, I wait for the music, and, and usually there's something about the tone of the tune that kind of helps, you know, direct it a certain way. So, yeah, it's, and I think another another technique, it's, 
uh, kind of happens is a lot of times I'll once we have the songs demoed and starting to go I'll if I'm getting ideas for vocal even just patterns and just start yelling out freaking gibberish you know just like because I'm thinking oh this is probably how the verses are going to go yeah. I don't know the words yet that can sometimes I would do that and I mean it definitely helps for structuring it when I'm writing it out and or here's how long the lines have to be or how many syllables or whatever but I'll want, sometimes there's like it sounds oh, it kind of sounds like I'm saying that you know, some, some phrase there or some word there and I'm like maybe there's maybe, maybe I'm just going to let the universe direct me that way <laughs> and maybe and then I and, and it's not that I'll come up with necessarily a it, not that it doesn't end up making sense but I'll just let it influence you know I think just again just kind of being open to uh, influence and letting the the creative process take you on some weird wild journey and just kind of seeing seeing how you get there yeah yeah <laughs> well I know Negative Noise was just last year uh -huh. but are you guys already looking towards the next album or is that down the line we're looking towards it we're, we're trying to plan a, a sort of a, what's the right word uh, an adventurous we want to do a, yeah. a large series of split seven inches that's yeah. like oh, that's cool like we try to do it with a bunch of cool bands that we're friends with and write a bunch of songs over the course of like a year get these seven inches out um, yeah with the idea that maybe we'll cherry pick some of those and re-record them or whatever for like a full length, you know? Yeah. Uh, so the, you know, it's really right now. It's like, we just, we've been touring so much and we still have some more touring to do the rest of this year, going to Europe in the end of July, doing another super joint tour on the East coast in uh, late September, October. So we still have a lot of, we don't have a lot of time and we don't necessarily all live in the same city. So when we do get together and practice, it has to be like a, marathon session for like a weekend count. you know and make yeah. it count yeah. and uh and we're not really like one of those demo bands you know like you know shoot you this riff kind of a little bit but you know we like to get in the room to make something happen uh so we have to we have to plan ahead for that shit because people live out of town drummer jeff lives a couple hours away and uh, that being said we're, the plan is to do a, a lot of writing for these idea of these seven inches and the idea of this this the next record yeah. we got it we just recorded two songs they were the first two songs that we've written since negative noise mm -hmm. and they'll be put out on a split one-sided 12 inch with some friends with our of ours from minneapolis called stunning okay uh s-t-n-n-n-g is the name of the band and uh they're really great and we've been friends with them for like friggin 10 years so it's gonna be cool to actually share some some vinyl with them on a release uh, so we have two songs for that that are pretty cool. They're, we're getting those mixed right now. We should hopefully have that out by mid to late summer. Uh, but in the interim, these seven inches probably won't start popping off until late next year, early like late this year, early next year. I would imagine. Yeah, I'm kind just of with vinyl the way year. schedules are, yeah. you know, like so that might be our big epic sort of thing next year is to try to get one of these seven inches to come out not necessarily monthly but maybe like every two months or something whatever something. whatever we need it's a huge logistical problem we got to talk to all these bands <laughs> and we got you know where's the money coming from and how, how are we going to make it work and uh, yeah. so was well, it a plan to put them out like online or is this just like a merch thing it'll be like available online yeah okay, i mean yeah. yeah so you can buy them you know yeah. not not just like an but they will be limited numbers but they're gonna have yeah. like elaborate packaging like sean said he's an illustrator so i mean he does all of our artwork but then i'm a screen printer so we're gonna like screen print some of the, like artwork and it, it might 
I don't know. It's a little ambitious. We'll see if we can make it happen. <laughs> we want to do like a lot of these, you know, like eight to 12 of them. I don't know. You know what I mean? However many we can do, but it might, I mean, you know, depending on how people's schedules work out, it might be less than that. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be a, like an ongoing thing or we'll put a cap on it or something like, yeah, there's a little details to work out, but we've already started talking to some friends of ours who are on board. So we're excited about trying to get that to happen but like i said it's logistically it's it's a hard ball to get rolling so yeah but it's exciting to like have like you know work on all these songs and uh kind of put them out in these little short bursts like have one or two songs on these seven inches yeah you know and then do doing some splits with like some buddies is always fun so yeah Yeah. definitely well final question you guys have any good stories from barbecue Barbecue. Oh, barbecue. Yeah. Barbecue was insane because <laughs> we drove, our load in was at 8 a.m. Oh, yeah. damn. And we were on tour down. Well, doors are at like 10. Yeah, doors are at 10. Yeah. The first band's on at like 10, 30, 11. Because it's over yeah. by like 9. It's oh, just really? a day thing. It's oh, like wow. done. Yeah, I think the headliner goes on at like 7 30, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, and we were on tour down at the time. So we had played somewhere up. I don't remember if it was New York State or, yeah, or somewhere. Jer- some, Jersey Shore? Maybe it was Jersey. I don't know. Somewhere like six hours away. Yeah. So, you know, by the time you're getting out of the bar at 2 a.m. from the previous show, <laughs> six-hour drive, that's 8 a.m., you know, yeah. where you're like, <laughs> you get, just drove through the night and just get there. And you're like, oh, like, whoever drank coffee was looking for coffee. <laughs> and, uh, and uh it, some people were taking naps while, you know, after we got everything loaded in. It was, uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I remember feeling really out of it and, was uh, and the vendors weren't all open, but they did have a vendor that was, sell- was smelling, s- smelling, selling smoothies, <laughs> or smelling, smelling soothies. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, and so I was like, "Oh, that sounds good. That'll be like some nutrition for me, and maybe whatever. Like, I don't know. That'd be that's probably what I need right now." <laughs> and I got this thing. It's this giant smoothie, and it was like super, like fruit things, super sweet and whatever. And, and you know, it's also whatever. It was like August, so it was like super hot. Sun yeah, beating down, and we're going on at like a, eleven, between eleven and eleven thirty. Yeah, we weren't the like first that. band, but we were like the second yeah. or third band. I think we were the third band on our stage, but yeah. it was still pretty early. And I, I remember that like, the sun hit me and the lack of sleep, and and like five minutes before we went on, I was like, I'm either gonna puke now or while we're playing. <laughs> I'm trying to decide what's, maybe, would it be, I mean, this is Guar, maybe it'd be kind of cool yeah. to have some fireworks. People remember some, you. I know. Some mouth fireworks. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but I, I, I made the call to not do that, so I ran over to a, uh, porta potty and took care of that. Like, and then it was time to go on. All right, here we go. You know, like, yeah. And then playing, um, I don't know. Other than that, other than being like a crazy outdoor show and being really hot and, you know, we push ourselves pretty hard when we're playing anyways, yeah. and we don't want to, like, necessarily tone it down, even though the environment is telling us we should. Um, <laughs> the only other, yeah, other than it being, like, that kind of crazy one, we're seeing photos of us, and we're all, like, beat red yeah. from, like, blood pumping and <laughs> sweating and sweating, all that stuff. So, um, the only other thing was that I, I did, I, had a, I went the year before. My wife and I went down there just to attend it, and um, I remember see, we played in... Uh, Sort of like this guy. It was like a little like a gazebo patio pavilion kind of thing. thing. Pavilion. That's the word I was going <laughs> yeah, for. Like it would have like you know for barbecue, you have like yeah. picnic tables or whatever. But so it was like this. They, yeah, they had main stages, but then they had this. The small stage was this little pavilion, and it had a little roof on it, and um, 
and I remember when I went the year before to watch just to watch bands, I was watching like Iron Reagan and some other bands in that small stage, and a bunch of the fans were like climbing up into the, the rafters, you know, so they could get a better view or whatever. And it was just kind of cool. I had this kind of whatever Mad Max vibe of everybody's yeah. like all over the place, um, trying to watch the band, and it was just kind of this heathenistic, cool uh, thing. And then we showed up to play, and and found out we were on that stage. I thought, oh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. But they had taken that like Tyvek uh, construction material and covered all the beams yeah. so people wouldn't climb up there. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. And then, uh, but then the 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 gear started ticking, and I was like, oh, a lemonade out of this lemon situation would be for me to like climb up because it wasn't covered above us it was just covered where all the crowd was and yeah. so so when we played i got to climb up there and, and rip it open and kind of birth myself out <laughs> of this thing like my head and i get even more beat right now because i'm upside down and screaming and it was coming down and everybody's like oh look it up and uh did a song that way and so that, that was pretty he memorable didn't tell the rest of us we're like he went up into the rafters and disappeared in this. We couldn't see him because the, the uh, Tyvek, the, whatever that material was, yeah. was, was covering all the fucking yeah. the beams. And then it was like, we're looking out in the crowd and then <laughs> slit. And then he just like squirts out like uh, Ace Ventura style out of yeah, the fucking the ass. The rhino. The ass of the rhino. Yeah. <laughs> and we had, I had a, a buddy who was there right before we went on. This guy, our buddy Errol from Chicago, happened to be there. We're like, what the hell are you doing here? And he's, he's, he's like one of those guys that just like, They'll like to show up to stuff and not even say anything, make a big deal out of it. Like, Dude, you don't expect to see you. Here. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and he, but he won't. He won't be like, hey, I'm here. He's just kind of, hey, You're like, I'm here. <laughs> well, weird. And so I remember seeing him. I was like, I had this idea right before we started. I was like, if I end up popping out of the ceiling, hand me the mic, you, you know, whatever, because I won't be like, I don't know, it's gonna be logistically troublesome yeah. to take it with me. And so that worked out perfect, just yeah. be able to like pop out of that and do like kind of a reverse Lady of the Lake, just like put my <laughs> hand out and then this, and I couldn't even see anything, I was just like upside down and crazy and then the mic was in my hand, I was like, here we go, and it started singing and uh, it worked out well and I think it was, I think it was a moment. Yeah. Pretty good. There's some happened. pictures floating, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. it was such an honor to be a part of that thing, and it was super cool. And uh, and I it was crazy too, because like we, yeah, like I said, we played at like eleven o'clock. Yeah. There was like three hundred people there, man. It was crazy. There was people yeah. there. That's great. They're ready to go, man. The Virginia, they they take care of their guar, man. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome for sure. Well, with intense as this guy is on stage, it probably wasn't a shock to you when you saw him do that, was it? Well, no, I mean, it was fun. I mean, I tried not to fuck up, so I'm right. laughing. All right. Seeing this guy, my like, didn't tell anybody. He's just squirting out of the ceiling. <laughs> I like to do dumb surprises sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like, last night we played, um, sort of related, last night we played up in uh, Kansas and Wichita, and um, there's a band from Kansas City that have a bit of a guar thing going on. They're called Troglodyte. I've heard yeah, they're great, man. And they're like, I like kind of technical death metal, but they with but with this Bigfoot Sasquatch theme, and they wear like the masks, like they're the <laughs> Bigfoot creatures. And um, a couple of dudes were coming out. They played that day they at barbecue, oh, and yeah. um, and we played with them a couple times. And um, <clears throat> anyways, one of the dudes was coming out to the show last <laughs> night, and I was like, dude bring your gear and I want you to sing a song with us and I was trying to I ended up telling Sean because he saw me carrying this big backpack of troglodyte and he was about to ask me what it was anyways but I didn't tell the other guys so then like the next thing they know in the middle of a song we've got this Bigfoot dude on stage singing the chorus Screaming. and then and yeah and they were like cracking up like while they're playing like what the fuck's going on so I think it, it, but it just says something about like with our band we're um we're not easily thrown off 
at least in the live situation, we yeah. can kind of we we thrive. I think we thrive on the chaos, and and it's, you're, it's gonna be tough for you to 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 mess us up. You know, like in that situation where I think there's a lot of bands like somebody who's like got up to stage dive and stepped on somebody's cord or whatever, be like, oh, and they you kind of crumble a little bit or get thrown off. Whereas yeah. like. I, if I was playing and we had a bunch of Bigfoots come out, I'd be like, "Here we go! We're all right, the song. This is even better. Yeah, this, you is know? this is way more interesting than it was before two minutes ago." So, uh, yeah, so it's fun to throw in these goofy, ridiculous antics when, when, when appropriate, when it's tasteful. Yeah, man, you don't want to overdo it. You don't want to overdo the Bigfoot thing. Sorry, I gotta interrupt for a second. Yeah, what's I'm up? Ordering food from Texas Roadhouse. Do you guys want anything? <laughs> We're about to double down on Texas double Roadhouse. Down. You're doubling down. You're starving already. You're starving already. I can't believe that. Man, that tapeworm is hungry. <laughs> well, I eat like three times a day at home. I know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. I'm just getting a salad and a baked potato. Uh, right, give me one second. Let's. What were you gonna grab? Or unless you want to hear yeah, us like, placing our order. And, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, yeah, that's that's like, no, no, just one second. We're almost done. Oh no, we're appreciate yeah, your time. Good. All right, cool, man. Fucking yeah, appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Nice yeah. Guys, yeah. Man. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. Thanks for. Yeah. yeah. Hope it was chill. <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, appreciate bud. it. There you go, Sean Knight and Sean Clancy of Child Bite. That's right. Thank you to Liz from Ear Split PR, and of course, thank you to Sean and Sean from Child Bite. Thank yeah. you for listening. This was very cool. Like you said, it's one of the the cooler ones I think we've done in quite a while. And, you know, I love everyone that we've done, but it's just, yeah, something about this one I just thought was really cool. Just how, just seemed a little bit different, you know, than your standard interview. Well, yeah, these guys were super engaging and, yeah. you know, that they were really interested in what we had to say as much as we were interested in what they had to say. And, you know, they're super fucking nice. You know, we saw them throughout the night. Uh, fucking Sean Knight went and chased down Jimmy Bauer for us. I mean, that's right. Yeah. I mean, it was just, a, it was a great experience. And, uh, you know, hats off to those guys. Super grateful. Yeah. Can't say it enough. Get on Facebook and follow Child Bite. Check these guys out live. If you ever get the chance, it'll be a, it'll be a fun time you will not regret. That's right. Again, you'll thank us. That's right. <laughs> well, once again, every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central, 1027WSNR.com. We've made it up to number three on their, uh, I know, on and, their and show and... list of like, uh, the most listened to shows, so I'm pretty and proud of that. That's cool. Thanks to everyone that listened. Keep listening. Yeah, definitely. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunder Dash Underground, as well as YouTube at the Thunder Underground. You can also listen, stream anytime you want. We mentioned earlier Truck Fighters. They've been on here. We've mentioned, like we said, Jimmy Bauer yes. from Super Joint. Steven Taylor. Yeah, Super both Joint. those guys. We've had on two of the guys from Battlecross. We've had on guys from Seven Dust kiss i need some kid who hasn't wiped his first cum stain off his leg to tell me what i need in my life yeah. drowning pool Drowning. avatar the sword that's right we've There's had a- on uh, wino from the obsessed lenny lashley from the street dogs yeah uh, you know uh, reed from coc just uh great stuff yeah go back and check out 130 episodes worth of stuff coming up bruce kulik formerly of kiss Currently of Grand Funk Railroad, and hopefully futurely of Union. (laughs) I can't wait. I just made a word up, futurely. Futurely. Well, you know, hey. (laughs) Regardless, he's got some great solo albums out. Love all his stuff with Kiss, so this will be a really cool one. Can't wait to bring that to you. Then the next episode, we'll also have talk about the Metallica show in Dallas. Yep. 
That's coming up. We've got Sammy Hagar that we saw recently we're going to talk about. That's right. And then sometime soon, you'll hear about our Iron Maiden trip as well. And the Reliance Code CD release party. Hell yes. All some great stuff coming. We appreciate you listening. Until next time. You're starving already? I can't believe that. Man, that tapeworm is hungry. (laughs) Well, I eat like three times a day at home. I know. Thunder Underground, y'all.